So the sun should be fully up in 13 minutes. Well, I can see the moon. <laughs> But what if the sun didn't rise? I allow myself to stare over the vast edge of this idea. This line was great, uh, but do it again anyway. I allow myself to stare. I allow myself to stare over the vast edge of this idea. Dark then, in a world with no sun and how to search. And I think that's actually almost a, that should be a new line, that's my fault. It should be with a, in a, dark then in a world with no sun. Okay. Dark then, in a world with no sun. And in the dark, how could we find it again? By its sound, I suppose. For out there, across the vacuum of space, the noiseless void, the deafening joy of the sun must sound like something. But what? Celestial trumpets, for the imagery bound into our beliefs becomes engraved in our architecture. As my eyes often wandered on Sunday mornings, I now have these things connected the angels in the sky and the purity of brass.
The sun lost, the dream world, the intangible attic is less defined, less different to its counterpart of starkly lit reality. Chalk smudged thoughts of crowded space and greeting marked with embrace dance in my daydreams. I try to follow these cheerful gifts, they become agitated, sliding down invisible cliffs, mingling with dark tunnels and formless dangers. are alerted, the concerns of a time before mine rise to the fore.
get back to nice thoughts. Yeah. And I push myself to return to the sound of the sun. Okay. Oh yeah, because we've just been. Yeah, because it's like your mind part. exactly. Your mind's wandered off into this dark place, and it's just like. No, okay. I'm going to think about what the sun sounds like instead. Right. And I push myself to return to the sound of the song. What must it be? So much of what can't be heard is assumed to be silent, like bats, or empathy, or radio waves. I stare right over the edge of the idea. I grind through the dark tunnels, hold nerve past formless dangers, and finally wander into the kiss of heat and the purity of brass. I will take this as greeting marked with embrace.
So I invite all those that fail to see or pretend not to the universal nature of day, dawn and movement to drink it in, allow its very essence to percolate through. And eat it, haters, for May is mine and yours and everyone's and venomous pre-decisions fail to inspire me. played by Laura Jurd during the course of this recording. Mixed by Callum Malcolm, additional engineering by Cameron Malcolm, brass orchestration by Ben Woodgates, accordion and everything else by Martin Green. I'm Martin Green and I'm going to give a little bit of background on how we made A Place of Crisps and Pianos. Opera North got in contact about making a sound walk as something that people could do in isolation and that 
could have a bit more of an experiential feel about it than just staring at the internet. They approached a number of composers and we were asked to pick a specific time of day to make some music about. I had found that in lockdown I had been getting up earlier and earlier and really enjoying that kind of special period when it feels like there are very few people awake. The first thing I did was to go out and record walking at sunrise. This was early May and the sun was up about six. Not not too early. Uh, obviously, it kept getting earlier as the project went on. I recorded the walk a few times, one time with my daughter, and I really enjoyed the snippets of conversation that got caught on that recording. So that was that was the starting point. That, that was the first thing that has ended up in the finished thing. The next thing I did was to write a little story, which my daughter recorded, and that was very quickly written, but it, it gave me a map. I had 15 minutes of walking around at dawn and a story on top of it. I find it really useful to work in this way. I have a duration of recording of 15 minutes of audio, uh, almost all of which I know I'm going to replace, uh, and I've got a shape in the form of a story. We had budget in this project for one other musician. I had been yearning for ensemble music and the sound of the sun makes me think of brass. I'd be very keen to find a project to do with Laura Jurd for a while. She's a fantastic trumpet player and a really, really brilliant composer. So if you're not familiar with her music, uh, go and become familiar with her music. Uh, and the, the way that that process worked, I would play ideas for brass parts on accordion or really, really cheap, nasty keyboard brass sounds. And a great orchestrator called Ben Woodgate turns that into actual music. Laura and I spent a long time on Zoom trying things out and multi-tracking. That is the modern way, it seems. Laura played all the brass parts, trumpet and tenor horn, and then the euphonium parts are a trumpet which has been pitched down which was quite hilarious in process because to keep the sound quality good uh, you want to pitch down and slow down simultaneously so she had to record all the euphonium parts at double speed and then we had to slow them down which I found very entertaining. One of the important bits of the way that this music came together is that Laura's a, an improviser, a very natural, real-time creator of music, and so quite a lot of these things, including a couple of the, the tunes, came out of those improvisations. Once the brass is all recorded, I put various bits of accordion on it, you know, for the kids and keyboards and a lot of processing and repitching and squashing and stretching and and very regularly at least once a day often more during that process i stick it on headphones and i go and walk and listen to it because the whole idea is that you walk and listen to it and actually you hear things differently when you're walking and things have a different effect so uh, i do a lot of that once the music is mostly there 
Then I start making environmental recordings, uh, birds, wind, lots of walking on various different substances, uh, sliding down a bank of earth. Uh, this is me from the future. I'm just editing this, and I just wanted to clarify, it, it implies that I went out walking on various substances. What I mean is, to create the right recordings, I walked on various different surfaces. Just want to make that clear. I do these recordings with a binaural microphone, which is a microphone that attempts to make very realistic stereo recordings so that when you listen on headphones, it's as close to being there as possible. Uh, we also use this technique to re-record the brass, so I played out each brass part individually through a separate speaker in a room and and then record it all at once through the binaural mic to make it as close as I could to an ensemble playing together in real time. The last thing for me is the final set of words. So I throw away the story and replace it with a more abstract set of words loosely based on the same subjects. Words are not my primary medium. There are many, many amazing wordsmiths in the world who really do this. Uh, I'm, I'm not that, but I love words and I'm employing them as a flavor, as a kind of compositional flavor. For me, the words are there to change what the music means. I think a lot of composers talk about writing for a film in their head and I'm just trying to tell people what the film in my head is. Uh, I think the specifics, they just help music mean something else. Uh, a low drone on its own, just as music means something different when I tell you, there's a terrifying monster standing in your path. I love the way that the music and words can affect each other's meaning, um, which I think is also true of walking and listening, it turned out. If you haven't managed to go out and walk whilst listening to this series of pieces, I would really, really encourage you to do so because I think it does mean something different then. Thanks for listening.